Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you bi-weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from virtual CFOs, CPAs, and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you the results you need both in business and building the life you deserve. Thank you for joining us for episode number 108 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co. CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we are talking about accountability. How can you establish a culture of accountability in your organization? So to help me tackle this topic today, I have Jamie Staley back with us. She is a partner BCFO here at PJS and Co. CPAs. How are you doing today? Hi, Megan. Glad to be here with you. Have a good discussion about accountability. It's very important in lots of areas of your life, not just in organizations and in businesses, but I think it's something that can become a big issue if not addressed correctly. Yeah. And we found some really helpful tools too that we'll link to in the show notes for this episode. And as always, those show notes can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash, and then the episode number. So for this one, it's 108. So before we start hopping into like how you do that and the tools that we've found that can be helpful, if you are experiencing issues with this or just want to start off on the right foot, let's start off by first just defining what does accountability mean? Because I think that can be kind of different things for different people. So in the context that we're talking about, what does accountability mean as an organization? Like what do we want to promote within an organization? Overall, I think accountability refers to taking responsibility for your actions. Ideally, it's that person is driven to do so on their own and not necessarily that you have to make them or that you have to follow up. So I think accountability is hard, hard because it's something I think we know if it's not happening, but we don't always define it very well. So it's hard to pinpoint what the problem is, right? So accountability is, hey, I gave you a project you are going to really take ownership of it. That's kind of usually how I look at accountability is ownership. If I'm giving you this, I want you to own the project. I want you to take it from start to finish. And I'm just assuming that you're going to take care of that all and come back to me with questions. And if issues pop up, you're going to be proactive and say, hey, I'm running into these issues. And I think there's lots of different ways people handle things like this, you know, Some people take really great ownership and are very accountable and take care of things, but not everybody has the same level of accountability. And so it can be difficult within an organization if person A is amazing with accountability and person B is like, eh, they're good, but they're not great. So how do you bring that to that person's attention? How do you deal with it so that everybody's working at the same level and everybody's working together to be accountable, to get things done? so that you can make sure that your team and your firm is working successfully and in the right direction and making good progress. Yeah. So what are some red flags to look for? Like if you think, okay, well, maybe I should be working on this. What are some things that maybe you should be noticing about your team members or maybe even entire departments that could be showing that you have an issue with accountability within your your company? Sure. I think... 
lack of communication is usually a sign of potential issues with accountability doesn't mean there is always an issue, but it could signal something. If you don't hear about it for a while, you're not getting irregular updates that progress is being made. You know, we tend to assume that it's happening, but then sometimes when we go back to it, we're like, oh wait, you haven't actually started the process or, you know, we're not getting an update or an understanding of where things stand. So I think that could be a sign of that. If you're not getting regular updates, you're not hearing about the project at all. There could be a problem that it's not being worked on. I think others sometimes tend to point fingers. Hey, that wasn't my responsibility. I thought this person was taking care of it. That's probably lack of communication as well. Just not understanding that, hey, that was something on me. I was supposed to take care of it. So you want to make sure you're communicating well as far as, hey, I'm giving this to you and I am giving you the ownership to make sure it goes from start to finish. If you're seeing a lot of people, you know, point fingers or say, hey, that's not me, that could be a concern. And then if you're looking, you know, again, outside of your your control, right? Somebody else is causing this issue. Somebody else gave me more work, so I wasn't able to get this accomplished. Or being maybe reactive instead of proactive, as I said before, if, if they're being proactive, they should be evaluating the project, coming up with any issues, communicating getting things to completion and maybe letting you know the status. Like, hey, this has been completed. What are the next steps? Do we need to meet and discuss? So if you're not if you're not seeing that proactive approach to something, then you may have an issue with accountability. Okay. So if you are seeing this, what are some things that we can do to combat a lack of accountability or to promote, I guess, because we don't want to necessarily punish people, right? It's always better to reward good behavior than to punish bad behavior. But what yes. can we do to kind of move in the right direction? Yeah. I mean, there's lots of different ways you can approach this and there's different kind of areas. We can start with um, understanding what motivates your team or the people you're working with, right? There's lots of different r- ways people are inspired to work or just motivated to work. There can be things, you know, some people are inspired by money and and bonuses, money in general, other people, that's not really going to do anything. Maybe they just want some appreciation or, you know, recognition that they've worked hard, that they've done a great job. So you really need to kind of figure out the strengths of all your team members and then figure out how you can inspire them to want to take that accountability. Definitely. I think it's important to recognize when you see people that are taking accountability, maybe Highlight that throughout your team. Hey, this person did a really great job. We're so excited. They took a whole project on on their own and took it to completion and they did an amazing job. And we're so appreciative of that. I think sometimes when people just jump in and take ownership of things, when maybe we don't even expect them to, I know I have this happen with some of my team. I'm always like, wow, I didn't even ask them to just take the full ownership, but they just did it. So signs that, you know, people are very accountable or or looking to kind of step up and go above and beyond is awesome. So again, I feel like if you, if you understand what's motivating people, if they are challenged maybe by the work you're giving them, excited about it, stepping into that higher role, that could also be helpful and be something that pulls them in and really just makes them want to do better. Um You need to consider, you know, sometimes competition can be good. Like, hey, are we trying to encourage everybody to work hard or or do something or or shoot for a certain goal? So you could create some internal competition, but you do want to be careful with that because that can overwhelm a team. It could also divide a team up and create 
not a good competition where you're trying to be like, hey, I'm trying to work hard and trying to be successful, but instead being like, I'm trying to make more than you. I'm trying to do better than you. I want to be ahead, right? Like that's not really the culture we're trying to create. So you just need to be careful how you might use competition. If it's kind of fun and lighthearted, it could be something that could help inspire accountability, but it just, it has to be used properly. Yeah. Competition can quickly uh, squash collaboration on a team for sure. Yes. And that is definitely not the overarching goal. We're just trying to get people to be more accountable. And I do think understanding how people operate and what makes them tick a little bit, you know, you can't ever know everybody very personally, but just making sure you're talking with them, communicating, asking questions, what challenges you, are you interested in a challenge right now? Is that what you want? Making sure you're giving the proper level of work they want to be doing, because that can help. You know, if you're giving work that's just way over someone's head and trying to have them be accountable, it just, it may not work, not because they don't want to, but maybe they don't have the skill set or they, they just can't do it well. And so that maybe makes them back off and maybe not, not push that forward like they should. Got it. And then moving into some other areas as well. So not only understanding what motivates your team, but also establishing some clear goals. So with accountability, I struggle with this sometimes too, because I'll say, Hey, my team's not being accountable. But then I ask myself, well, did I give them a deadline? Did I ask them to do X, Y, and Z and follow up with me? Like if we're not setting kind of clear boundaries or clear goals that we're wanting to hit, it's kind of on us too, if we're, if we're wanting someone to be accountable, but we're not giving them anything to, to strive for or dates or, you know, numbers, depending on what that goal might be. If you don't give those kind of benchmarks, then you're setting yourself up to not have somebody to be accountable. They don't understand that they're trying to meet these deadlines if you're not communicating well to them. So I think that's important. And you really want to make sure, again, we're not saying <laughs> we're creating deadlines just so that things are having progress too. Sometimes those deadlines aren't going to be met. Hey, I need this by next Friday. That doesn't mean, you know, drop everything. It doesn't matter that your son's homesick and you have to take care of him. So you got to communicate that, but it's just to kind of set some benchmark and some goals. Like, Hey, we want this, you know, if you know the deadlines a week, you get a sense for how urgent it is. If you're like, Hey, this doesn't need to be done till the end of the month you like, oh, okay, I've got 30 days. Like I can sense that it's not super urgent. I don't need to drop everything. So I think it just gives people a sense of how they're going to change their expectations. What do they need to change? Like if it is very critical, hey, maybe I need to reprioritize what I'm working on so that I can get this done. So I think it's important to have healthy expectations, make sure you're communicating and having goals because you really want, you want to encourage collaboration to your point. You don't want to just tell people what to do. You want them to be like, Hey, that's a lot of work in that amount of time. I'm also working on this. Do I need to make, you know, this the first priority. And then maybe in that discussion, you're like, actually, no, this is fine. Let's give this a two week window. We'll be fine as well. So I think just having those conversations, setting goals. So it's not one-sided that I'm here telling you what to do. It's more collaborative. I think that gets you better results and accountability as well. Yeah. And that's something that I think is kind of consistent throughout all of these tips is communication and expectations, because without those things, it's difficult to hold somebody accountable. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Um, I think our next one too, talking a little bit more about clearly defined roles 
it's harder if you are you working with somebody whose title is a lot more general. Maybe they're a project manager, right? Their tasks are very broad in nature. So it's not like, oh, I know what I'm supposed to do because I am an accountant, for example. Like I know as an accountant, I'm going to do these accounting tasks. So you got to be careful about what that role is and what expectations you set for that individual. If they are an accounting person, you're giving them accounting work, that's relatively clear, but you might have other people on your team that have a broader title or broader role. And you just need to help that person understand, hey, this is the expectation for this you know, project. And this is what we need to do. And this is what the timeline looks like. And can you run with that? Can you get this from start to completion? So you want to make sure that if the roles and responsibilities are blurred between several different people, that you clarify that and make sure we know who's doing what, because you don't want to create any kind of trust issues and things that kind of go in the opposite direction of accountability and kind of cause maybe more chaos or confusion. You really want to try to be clear about what everybody's doing, what expectations, what the timing is of the potential project or work that you're working on. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that too, because that's one of the unintended consequences I think that can come from lack of communication and setting these expectations is you can create some big trust issues between team members or departments if those lines aren't drawn. So I think that's a really important thing to address. Yeah, I totally agree. Moving on to another area that we want to work on is processes. So having more clearly defined processes within different departments or areas can really help get people an idea of accountability and what they should be doing. So if you have a process, kind of a, here's the first step, here's the second step, here's the third step, things like a monthly accounting assignment or weekly payroll. Hey, what are the steps to complete this task? And if you have kind of that process down, maybe checklists in place that can help people understand, Hey, these are the steps I need to take. And I know once I get through all these steps that were complete and I can take it to the next step. So that could be an area that you can improve. Like, can we have better processes? So there is more understanding of what's expected. Again, back to expectations. When people know what they're supposed to be doing, they can accomplish it with more success. Yeah. And that way, you know, like if it's a process that has worked with multiple people in that role before, and all of a sudden you're having an issue with somebody that's not holding up their end of the bargain, you know, okay, I've seen success with five other people in this role using this process. So what's the factor here that's, it's not working. So it can kind of give you some indicators there too. Right. Yeah. If somebody is maybe not getting things done timely and not I mean, you know, you can have a sense of, hey, is the process broken? But to your point, if you've used the process over and over and it's worked many a times, you have that comfort like, hey, the process works. Maybe we have an issue with the person and we have to have a few more conversations about why it's not working um, for them. Because again, maybe they just didn't have a full understanding. Maybe they just need a little bit more explanation, especially when you bring new people in. There's a lot of things that I think we kind of take for granted and understand with our processes that maybe a little bit more foreign to somebody who's new. So giving them some grace, but also kind of helping them understand how important the process is, why we use it, um, and how it helps us make sure that everybody's accountable. Those things are really important as well. Yeah. Like, this is one thing that always drove me crazy about group 
projects. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> there's there's always the one like really charismatic person that can just step in and give the presentation with zero prep time, right? Like, mm-hmm. but they didn't work on it at all. And it's really frustrating that everybody gets the same grade and it can lead to like morale issues in your organization too. If there's constantly that one person that's just like riding the wave of everybody else's work and you don't address it right? Like everybody knows that you see it as the manager or as the owner and you're just letting that person slide. And it can really bring the morale down and drive and motivation if that's not addressed. So I think that's an important factor of like having these processes in place and being able to see the different work styles of people and just understanding how to utilize different people in those processes too and how to have those conversations so that you don't kill the morale of your entire team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important. And uh, to your point, personalities are different. You want to make sure that everybody's thriving in a way that they can be successful and that they can add value to the group so that they do feel they have a limited ability to help. So you want to make sure that they have a way to contribute and be part of that team. So you just do need to look at different people and say, hey, what are your strengths? How can we make sure that you can be accountable in your way for these types of tasks? But I feel like the missing link forever, regardless of how you're doing it, is you do need to be accountable. And I think that's a tough, it's a tough thing to actually implement, right? When you're in a group of seven people and one person's not so accountable, but you're a pretty tight group in general, like how do you call that out, right? You got to do it right. in a in a good manner, (laughs) professional manner, but it also really has to happen. And I feel like sometimes we get too close knit. It's hard because you're like, oh, but we're friends. And like, I don't want to get mad. (laughs) Like I'm not mad, but on the other hand, for the good of the company, you have to address those issues and be straightforward and say, you are great at X, Y, and Z, but we really need you to be more accountable. We need you to follow through on these areas because we're not seeing that and it's causing strife among the rest of us. And so I think those are really difficult conversations to have. And, and so this is definitely not an easy topic where everybody, you know, is just accountable and you just get rid of people who aren't <laughs> like there's room for growth. There's room to improve, but you have to bring it up. And sometimes that's a little bit uncomfortable, but you know, you have to think about what's best for your company as a whole and all the members that are part of it, because this one person isn't accountable. So now the five other people have to be extra accountable or step in all the time and take on more work to, to kind of compensate for that person. So you don't want to punish, right? You don't want to punish the good students for the bad students that aren't pulling their weight, which does tend to happen a lot. So it's a fine, fine balance of trying to keep that in tune. Another area to kind of pulling this all together is consistency. So we're not always going to be perfect in ourselves being accountable and everybody on our team isn't always going to be perfect, but practicing that consistency, reminding people that we need them to be accountable. What do we need from them so that we feel that they are owning that project? They are handling it. How can we be consistent? Can we talk about it a little bit more? Maybe you can bring it up in team meetings, talk a little bit about accountability so that we know that that's, you know, kind of the culture, that's what we're striving for and just being steady and consistent with it. So that if you see someone who's struggling with, with this area, can you work with them? What can you do to help them get from a point where maybe they're not so accountable to a place where they're actually owning the project, taking care of it, 
proactively communicating so that, you know, you're getting a team of people that are all accountable, willing to own up to mistakes if they aren't maybe doing as well as they should be, but really want to strive to take that ownership, make sure whatever they're working on gets done, gets done well, and is communicated to everybody across the team. So I think that's important. And I think this, this can be a really, you know, big issue when it comes up. Perfect. So like I promised in the beginning of the episode, we also found some really helpful resources that you can look into if you are perhaps struggling or like I said, just want to get things set out right from the start. The first of those is called The Oz Principle. It's a book, The Oz Principle, Getting Results Through Individual and Organizational Accountability. And it's got four authors here, Roger Connors, Tom Smith, Craig Hickman, and Wayne Shepard. Yeah. So I read a little bit of a blurb about what this is about because I was like, what? The Oz? Like, what is that? And they're like, oh, it's from The Wizard of Oz. And it's a little bit about why you shouldn't always stay on the yellow brick road. And so I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know what they were referring to here. So I was like, oh, that's very interesting. And I like that they like dive into these steps to accountability. I thought these were very relevant they kind of got this diagram above the line, below the line, which I really liked. And so above the line is kind of the accountability portion and it's see it, own it, solve it and do it. And so like for me, whenever I think of accountability, it's ownership. So I feel like that kind of embodies all of those, but you know, that's how you can know that someone's accountable, right? They see it, they own it, they solve it and they do it everything is like taken on on their own. So I really think that's great. And then below the line kind of shows all the reasons maybe someone's not accountable, you know, like they point the finger or it's not my job to do that. Or (laughs) there's all these reasons that maybe we're not so accountable. So I thought the diagram was really good. And so I might have to read that book soon, (laughs) get a little bit more understanding. Yeah, it looked pretty interesting. And they have like a whole program that you can go through too. So Check that one out. It's available on Amazon and we'll link it in our show notes here. And then one that I've read in the past, and I I know I've mentioned it on at least one podcast episode before, is called Extreme Ownership. And it's How U.S. Navy Seals Lead and Win by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. And I just really like how they take their real world experience from something that isn't traditional business, right? They're Navy SEALs. So it's very different than maybe holding a leadership or strategic planning meeting, but they pull a lot of experiences from what they experienced over there. A big part of it is a story from Ramadi and they recognize that leadership is the most important factor in whether teams succeed or fail. And the the way that they lead and the way that they teach that in the SEALs is that you have to take extreme ownership. And that comes down to the fact that you, as the leader, are responsible for everything that happens in your organization, everything that happens with your team. And you may have a flaky team member that doesn't hold up their end of the bargain, but ultimately it's your department, it's your business, that falls on you. So what do you need to do to make it happen, to fix that in your organization. And I really like the fact too, that it's mostly about leading from a place of example. Like what do you want your team to exhibit? And you step up and model that behavior 
for your team. You don't just expect that like the the old adage, do as I say, not as I do. Like that is not what this is about. You have to walk the walk. So that's an, another really good one to check out. And we'll link to that one as well. Yeah, I think that's a good point too. I feel like leading by example is huge and how I try to lead my teams. But I think a back to accountability and the topics from that book is just that if if you're in charge of something and someone's not doing their job, it's not necessarily their problem. It's my problem, right? If they're right. not doing their job, it is per- maybe partially on them, but like it's on me because I'm not holding them accountable, right? So to your point, it comes back to, I can't just be like, hey, you guys just all be accountable and I'm just going to go off and, you know, wipe my hands of it and hope everything's going to be great and just show up and be like, oh, great, this meeting's going to go perfect and you did all, you know, you got to be involved and you have to be showing those same things. Like, I'm going to be accountable. I'm going to get this done. If you can't get it done, I'm going to get it done. And to your point, you you show that by doing it and then hopefully more people move in that same direction too and see, hey, this person's accountable. I need to do that. Yeah. And I think that's a a big part of it too, is just taking some time for self-reflection and how can I improve my communication skills? What maybe isn't clearly defined that needs to be communicated better to my team? What do we need to do to fix it and take ownership yourself as the owner, as the manager, as whatever leadership role you have in your organization to, to get that done? So yeah, it's a big part of it. You can't really have a successful, at least a long-term successful business without a lot of accountability throughout your organization. Agreed. So as we wrap up here, we're episode number 108. Is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with? I think we wrapped it well. Again, I think accountability is so important. It can also be very tricky. So you want to tread lightly and have good discussions and communications. But if you can get accountability to be a, a core part of your culture, I think the success is going to come a lot more easily than if if you have a lot of team members who aren't as accountable. So I definitely highly recommend <laughs> trying to encourage as much accountability. It will be great for you. It'll be great for your team as you know they delegate and they take accountability. Like it's just something that really can benefit the, the organization as a whole. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you for joining us today and listening in. If you have any questions, as always, we are here to help. We can be reached via email at info at pjscpas.com or feel free to book a free discovery call with us, pjscpas.com forward slash contact. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.